we have important breaking news. You need everyone to stop what you're doing and listen. Welcome to a special edition of Two Twins and an Album. Special edition. Special report. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) There goes the intro. Just had that idea about, what, two minutes ago? Yeah. In typical Two Twins and an Album fashion. In case anybody's wondering, I guess it's always good to, uh, you know, credit these things. That's the... um, CBS News special report thing from 2016. So got that going for us. <laughs> special edition of uh, Two Twins in an Album. What do you think, T? Yeah, we thought that we would, um, I guess, start a new tradition of uh, providing, you know, we've talked a lot about albums of the year on the old podcast here and referencing actually some episodes we've done where we've covered an album of the year or things that have been round and round or whatever it might be. And we kind of figured that we'd do a little 2020 review. You know, we talk often about older music and uh, stuff from our heyday. Um, We will certainly be including, I think some current stuff um, in future episodes. We didn't really do it here in the first 26. Um, but we thought a good opportunity to kind of talk very uh, quickly about some of the things we really liked that came out in 2020. And then we could both officially, which we don't even know. Uh, we haven't discussed this with amongst ourselves, our albums of the year for 2020. So we thought we'd do that as a special episode here for, for ya today. It, and by the know, way, welcome back Nub from, we, we took a week off. We did the King Crimson episode and, and uh, holidays and all that great stuff. So, Nubs, I guess I'll say uh, happy 2021, buddy. You look, uh, of course, we're over Zoom, but you look cleanly shaven and a nice, short, fresh haircut. Yes. I still have my uh, hippie hair going. So, I don't, what, what brought on the haircut? See, I mean, you know, new year, new do. Is that kind of what we're doing here? Well, I'm trying to be more mature with the hard T mature. Um, so that's part of it. Also, it's going to take a lot more than a haircut. Just, just saying. Well, truth. But, uh, also I just had to, you know, go back to work. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's in 2021 here, you're going to start to run out of some of the COVID excuses. Like, sorry, I've got a big bushy beard cause COVID. Or, sorry, my hair's down to my shoulders because COVID. Or, sorry, I screwed up that one project because COVID. Or, you know, my dog ate my uh, PowerPoint presentation, didn't get it to you on time because of said dog because COVID. I think the because COVID, um, you know, rationale and excuse is probably going to start coming to a close. So I figured I would preemptively kind of clean myself up a little bit because uh, if I let it go any further and tried to pull the cuz COVID, I think I would just be uh, considered one of them hippies. Well, you look sharp. You look real good. You look rested. And uh, well, last time you saw me, I, I was like a little banged up. dying of illness, not some, some non COVID flu that I had. So uh, yeah, COVID, it's good. COVID 21. Maybe uh, it was COVID twenty two, and it only and it only hit me. It was a it was a one person pandemic, you know. Apparently, I mean, I had every symptom in the book 
And I actually, I got tested four times cause I was so convinced and, uh, you know, turns out I surely didn't have that, but I, I had something, it was nasty, but glad you made it through, uh, healthy and, uh, happy as always. You're just a happy guy, aren't you? Just a bun- bundle of uh, happiness. If you think about 2020, like, why are we, why are we honoring this year? You know, we should be like, we should be burning records in 2020, not honoring them. You know what I mean? It's such a, <laughs> such a great year and all, you know? Well, I don't know, you know, if, if artists, um, I don't know if it was a good time to release an album or a bad time, probably bad because you couldn't tour on it. And obviously touring is going to be the main source of uh, income, you know, for many, many bands rather than record sales. But I'm sure some figured for what, you know, cause there were some, we'll go through them. There were some good releases and I'm sure that some figured that it was still for whatever reason, good to go ahead and go forward with the release. However it shook out and however those decisions were made, still some pretty solid releases in 2020. It was interesting just to follow to your point, the decisions that different artists and bands and camps would make. You know, you had Pearl Jam, which had a release date of something like May, or I believe it was like early summer, late spring. Oh, my favorite Pearl Jam. Yeah. Yeah. And I was waiting in line for that record. I was, yeah, I'm sure you were excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, And so Pearl Jam puts out its new album right on the date. You know, they didn't seem to flinch or flicker at all against the whole process of 2020 and the pandemic. And they just put out their album and the album sucks. It's probably (laughs) my least favorite Pearl Jam album. And you know, I'm a huge fan of, of them and well, hasn't was, every Pearl Jam album since 1996 basically sucked? Absolutely do, do not. not. Do not want to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it definitely has not. But this one does. And I was thinking, man, like maybe wanted to hold off on that one, boys. Like you know. But then you have Stephen Wilson, who his new album was set for release in April, and literally, like you know, the the day of the first case in Michigan, sometime in March he like almost instantly pushed back the release of that album to January of 2021. I, I would assume that 2021 will, will bring a flood of new releases to the uh, music market. That That's one of my predictions. Yeah, I think you're right. And obviously, you know, many bands will be enticed to tour. I mean, people are dying for live music. I mean, certainly we are, but even people who aren't as nut job of concert goers as, as we are, are really, really yearning for live music. So, you know, I think it's going to be a, a good, a good market for touring and for, um, live music. I think people are really jonesing for it. One of the bands we're going to talk about in, in my top five, actually, um, Silver Sun Pickups, not to spoil it, but you know they they released their record really early in the year, and they were supposed to play, was supposed to go see them for the second time, but the first time headlining in May. And I remember when that got canceled, it was like, oh my god, what is going on here? Like it was, <laughs> it was kind of a big deal. It was like. This is this thing's no joke. I had tickets to another. They're not in my list, but they could be in yours. But a really strong album from 2020 was the latest album from Deftones, mm-hmm. and I had tickets to see them in June with Gojira, which I was so excited about because I'd never seen Gojira, and that's a hell yeah. of a 
a bill and the tickets are still in my car. They actually have already rescheduled the date. I don't know what Silverstone pickups did, but you know, Deftones rescheduled it to like summer of 21 or whatever. So nice. You and I will certainly be at that one. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, we don't really have uh, an agenda. This is our first time doing this. So I guess we'll, we'll just get right to kind of, I think our, uh, I mean, if you want to throw some honorable mentions in there, I think that's fine, but you know, we can kind of talk a little bit about the, the five albums that we thought really shined in 2020 and we will reveal our, uh, album of the year and then we'll uh we'll call it a wrap so kind of a kind of a quick special episode today i do want to just take a second to thank everybody who has you know listened regularly who has subscribed you know some people specifically i mean travis meeks is overrated on twitter you know for all the interaction we really have enjoyed that you know in our in our first uh year of doing the podcast and um, some various, you know, regular listeners that we've mentioned a bunch um, that have given us suggestions on Facebook or have commented to us either through social media or just via text or, you know, we just heard from Sev uh, before this episode. He was catching up on uh, a bunch of uh, of previous episodes and we mentioned, you know, Sam F and we mentioned Oliver and we've mentioned, you know, a bunch of people that I'm sorry if I'm missing anybody that have really tuned in regularly. And there is someone specifically I want to mention that's Lobo who is uh, not only a listener, but really helps us out a lot on the podcast. She has a uh, technical background. She helped me a bunch with a lot of stuff and getting set up and getting the right equipment and getting it all to work correctly. She also helps with some editing stuff and listening to episodes in advance and giving us feedback on episodes. So Lobo has been kind of an unsung, you know, co-producer of the podcast really since the beginning. And I want to give you a uh, very special shout out for all your help, uh, not just in the previous episodes, but, you know, continually going forward. So Nubs, are there any other shout outs, any other, uh, you know, people that I missed that we want to highlight before we get to the top five? No, but I appreciate you doing that. We, we definitely want to uh, want to show tremendous gratitude to those who tune in every week and, here are ramblings. You mentioned a few honorable mentions. You know, if I could, I, I would like to say that five, even in 2020, it was hard to narrow down to five. Uh, I'm sure you had the same experience in a year where there was clearly limited new releases, but it was great to see new albums from uh, Kansas, the new Kansas album. I really liked a lot. The new album from Sparta. Great to see Jim Ward and company back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the new album by 16 is one I've been really enjoying. That's called Dream Squasher and Relapse Records. Um, and the Deftones that I mentioned, you know, is excellent. So it, it was hard to narrow it down to five. So I, I appreciate kind of at least a, a quick opportunity to mention a few of the honorable mentions because, um, you know, it, it is hard to narrow this thing down for sure. It's always tough. And I, I would include, I kind of made a little side list on that as well. So a couple albums that didn't make the top five for me, but really, really happy to see new music from the secret machines for goodness sakes. One of my favorite bands, everything, everything that I've mentioned before Eurasia, one of my, you know, top three favorite groups of all time, the band white lies had a new record come out. Uh, you mentioned the Deftones. Great to see them release arms. Not their best effort, but, you know, great. Always new music from the Deftones never gets old. And uh, the band Chimino put out a record earlier uh, 
in, in the year uh, called try hard that, uh, that I really, really liked and got a lot of spins in on. So yeah, it's good to kind of highlight those. Uh, it's always difficult to pare it down, but we must, we must do so. So we uh, decided to go with five and, uh, I guess nubs will sort of go back and forth here. So what do you have, I guess in no particular order until we get to the album of the year. Uh, what do you have on the list, buddy? So my first one would be a new album from the band Shiner. This is Alan Epley and company. Uh, the band hasn't put out an album for many years because Alan Epley went on to do work with the life and times. And this album is called shot and Friday. And it uh, came out on, I think, Alan Epley's own label, Two Black Eyes. And Shiner is kind of a, a math rock group. If you haven't checked them out, please do. But they're kind of in line with some of that mid to late 90s stuff, uh, kind of the sunny day real estate sort of sound, uh, but a little more math oriented and really strong guitar work. And, and Shiner had put out a couple really you know, fantastic albums that just quite didn't get as much commercial success as maybe they deserved uh, back in the early 2000s. One was called Starless and the other was called The Egg. But Schadenfreude came out in May and uh, it's made lots of appearances. You know, let's just tune into a little clip. But Maestro, I think you dug up a few of these, if, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, let's just check out In the End. This is the opening track off Schadenfreude. So that's my uh, first contribution to the uh, albums of 2020. Give me yours. What, what's your first album of 2020? Well, since I already kind of spoiled it, I guess I'll just, you know, get into it here with Silver Sun Pickups. You know, one of my favorite bands for sure. A band that has really evolved over time, their sound. Every record kind of has its own identity and its own dynamics and just an awesome band. Widow's Weeds came out early this year. I was supposed to see them in the summer, didn't get to. Um, but it's a, it's a really fantastic album. I mean, it's hard to pick which one is their best, but you could certainly make a case for widow's weeds, but you know, that's the sign of a great band is when it's really hard to pick what you think their best album is. One of the songs that came out as a single was called don't know yet. always great with you know layering and dynamics and those type of things and that was uh that was a nice single from those guys and then probably uh my favorite song on the record uh one that kind of shines in the in the middle of the album here with uh, straw man Nice driving. You know, those guys don't get up-tempo a ton, but uh, great song there in Strawman. Really nice layers, really nice dynamics. So Widow's Weeds by Silver Sun Pickups is my fifth. New Blaze, number four. What do you got, bud? That's become like, wouldn't you say that's become one of your favorite bands? I mean, certainly a band that's together right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, as far as yeah. like modern groups, they would be 
easily uh, a top five current group. I was really excited to, I saw them open for, uh, actually they, they opened for third eye blind a couple of years ago. Um, my wife's a huge third eye blind fan and they were playing their, what was the record with like jumper and semi charm life and all those songs on it? Uh, it was self-titled. Yeah. Oh, self-titled. Okay. Yeah. Well, they played that. Yeah, that's why I couldn't think of it. I guess they played that <laughs> uh, record start to finish. And it, I mean, it was, you know, it was all right, but sort of some pickups opened, uh, you know, during, uh, while it was still bright outside and all that. And it was, it was great, you know, outdoor, outdoor show. This was, that was before widow's weeds came out, but uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing them when they come back. I saw my South by Southwest. Uh, one of the two years I went when I was covering music and you could just tell the band was destined for, a long run, you know, they they were just that good. And their sound was really, really unique, you know? Yeah. They've got the, uh, you know, the female bass player and vocalist who let, helps kind of harmonize and add some really interesting layers. Uh, her name escapes me, but, um, but she's an important member of the band. And then, you know, they've got a keyboard player that is really important in establishing layering, a really interesting drummer plays really, really hard and with a lot of, uh, a lot of bang, but still a lot of groove. Um, so yeah, they're, they're a really nice outfit. Their early stuff was, was a little bit more sludgy. It almost sounded a little like smashing pumpkins, you know, vocally and sort of with the, um, a lot of fuzz and that sort of thing, but, uh, they've kind of refined the sound into something that, uh, as you hear here, isn't afraid to be a little bit, you know, poppy and layered and dynamic. So, but in a good way, not in a uh, festival rock, you know, kind of. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, non-festival rock. Although this is a band that's played a lot of festivals. Osric Tentacles, uh, who, in my opinion, T, contains and really is the brainchild of probably the most underrated guitarist in the world, I would say, is Ed Wynn, uh, who's sort of the brains behind the whole Osric Tentacles operation. They've gone through a ton of lineups and countless albums over decades. I mean, this is a band that started making music in the 80s. And uh, Ed put out uh, the new Osric album, Space for the Earth. It sounds like most Osric Tentacles releases lots of lush keyboards and, uh, you know, super infectious grooves and just absolutely astounding guitar work from Edwin. So let's give everyone a little taste of the Osrics and uh, check out Harmonic Steps as the closing track of the seven tracks on, on, on Space for the Earth. pretty groovy baby yeah <laughs> it's super hippie music man totally we mentioned a hippie hair at the top of the show and and then they'll go from that into just some shredding you know where edwin is just literally shredding i drove all the way to cleveland to see this band a few years ago and it just like mind-blowing guitar work from edwin uh so yeah osric tentacles uh that's my next album of the year 2020 just so cool that they even put out a record in this crazy year so and some nice sounds for 2020 you know all right t what's next on your list for 2020 what do you got all right well listen i you know i i wasn't gonna do this and then i was and then i wasn't and, and i just figured you know screw it because i have a little bit of a confession to make um this because this is a little embarrassing but um i really like akon 
I'm kind of an Akon fan. Um, should we just should we just end the episode right now? <laughs> well, you have to tell me who Akon so, is first. Well, Akon's a guy. You know, it's actually a dude, and uh, he's uh, you know kind of a rapper. Uh, does some kind of interest stuff with some kind of interesting beats. It's it's basically like dance music. You know, it's it's basically uh, you know kind of a pop. Uh, you know, R and B. Uh, almost like a world world music type vibe to it. Uh, it it's, it's surprising that I uh, am a fan, but I am, I think he's great. I really like uh, his music. So uh, Akon was supposed to release this new album called stadium, which was kind of this thing that, you, you know, was supposed to be released like a few years ago and it got delayed and it, it kind of almost turned into this Chinese democracy type thing. Right. And so he decided instead of releasing stadium, he had built up a lot of new material. He was going to release four albums two this year and two next year. And so he released two within, you know, a month or so. So it was a little bit of a, you know, a, a lucky town, human touch type thing. Not instant. Somebody's going to be pissed off that I put Akon and Bruce Springsteen in the same sentence, but who cares? <laughs> and so um, he released two albums. One's called Aconda and the other's called El Negrito. And, uh, I think they're great efforts. I, I really do. I think they're two of the albums that I was uh, kind of excited for in, in 2020. And, uh, and, and I think that they uh, turned out really good. So I'll give you just a taste here. Uh, Nubs, I'm sure you're going to love this. This is uh, uh, one off El Negrito. This is called Belame Lento. I see you shaking it over there, huh? I see you. I see you. Come on. Come on. Here's another one. Uh, this is off of the, the other one, Aconda. This is called Bottom. Sounds like like outtakes like from the from the cocktail soundtrack or something like that. <laughs> well, <laughs> listen, what can I say? I'm an Akon fan. I, they're they're two great records. I, I really, you know, I really think that uh, you know they did a good job with them, and he's gonna have two more this year. And what can I say? I'm an I celebrate his entire catalog. You know, what can I say? So so Akon, Aconda, and El Negrito come in. Uh, fourth on my list for 2020. So uh, sorry for doing that to you. Um, and uh, what do you got next on the list, buddy? Well, look, if if we're in the world of admissions right now for this is intervention should go two ways, right? So can I tell you what my, if we were doing songs, what like far and away my favorite song of 2020 would be? Sure. Can I just sing it for you? Do you, do you want to, do you want a backtrack or? Oh God, I would love a backtrack. Do you want me to write in the chat what it is? Yeah, sure. All right, hold on. I, I I love this song so much. Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. Ooh, I'm blind by the lights. I don't even know what it says. <laughs> it's oh, it's so good. It's so good, man. Do you, do you like this song? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I've heard it before. I don't know. Here, five, roll the actual song. That was a great karaoke version, by the way. But see, it, roll it, and it'd be interesting to see if you even know it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know this, right? And then you got to wait for the, the keyboard hook is the greatest. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, it's so good. I don't think I've, I don't think I've heard that song more than maybe once or twice, but I, yeah, I remember it. Who's that by The Weekend? The Weekend. Yeah. Who's a, who's a dude. Very, very kind of artsy. Okay. Pop, okay. Kind of dance. I mean, well, yeah. I call him hip hop, but he's not, it's, I don't think it's really hip hop, but just a very cool artist. And he always does these really neat, like visual presentations of his songs. Like hmm. he did that song on Saturday night live and it's just him, but there was the, this lighting that was really cool. And I mean, just his whole presentation is nice. He's a pretty well, fascinating artist. It's yeah. very kind of you to, um, you know, while we were having a sort of, um, what did you call it? A, uh, that was like an intervention. Intervention yeah, on, yeah. on sort of um, embarrassing, you know, catalogs that you're into. I, I appreciate that. Although yours is way less embarrassing than mine, but you know. That's <laughs> All right. What do you got next on the list? Next for me is something very, very different from both Akon and The Weeknd, <laughs> uh, which would be Intronaut, which is... Kind of one of the best new prog metal bands. They're on Metal Blade Records and Fluid Existential Inversions was the 2020 album and just a, a, a really incredible collection of compositions, really complex stuff. It's this is not your your top 40 feel good hit of the summer, but Intronaut has really good vocals and you know, even within the complexities of their music, there's still a ton of melody that can be related to. So yeah, go ahead and roll a little clip. This is from uh, is Cubensis. Was that the track? Yeah, so roll Cubensis. This is off the new Intronaut album. I think Akon's third album that's coming out this year is is the, is going to be more in that direction. Yeah, yeah, it should sound a lot like that. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So well, that was interesting. All right, T, what is next on your list? What do you got? Great band out of Scotland, one of my favorites, called Biffy Clyro. Um, they released a new album in 2020 called Celebration of Endings. These guys have really evolved. I think I described uh, Everything Everything, who's one of my favorite bands out of the UK, as sort of prog pop. I think Biffy Clyro is a little bit like that, um, you know, still kind of straightforward rock music, but, you know, they definitely put some interesting sort of dynamics and, and, and interesting sort of edges on um, their music that I really like and find interesting. I think a celebration of endings was a great record from 2020 that, you know, pretty straightforward, uh, hooky, but also dynamic also had a lot of things that you can really kind of listen out for. And, and Biffy Clyro is always good for that. They've been around for a while. Great band. So uh, one of the tracks here is called worst type of best possible. Where you 
so something there, you know, a little more, a little more poppy, a little more kind of sounds like a, you know, something you hear as a single. I think that may have been uh, a single in the UK. Um, and then the uh, opening track, which is, which is really good. It's uh it's called North of No South. bit of a kind of rocker there so great record if if you know if you're kind of in the mood for just something that's uh you know got some complex elements but also kind of easy to take in at the same time a celebration of endings biffy clyro great band that you may not have heard before that has a really really nice kind of large catalog and some good stuff to check out there so great album from 2020 there nubs what's next Hey, if every clip is like that last one, if every song is like that last clip, I'm going to throw that in my cart right now. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Not a really good. I think you'd like it. It's a, it's a good record. Very nice. The fourth of five for me would be the new album from Haken, Virus. I know that you are not a, a big fan of Vector, which preceded this album. In fact, right. I think he really didn't like it. I thought it was good. Uh, it was but, messy. I thought it was very messy. Yeah. But I, but I think Virus was a great uh, bounce back effort, certainly. I, I figured you would. That's kind of, you know, that was kind of the tie-in was, I know you didn't like Vector. I'm guessing you like Virus. Really strong stuff from Haken here. It's got the long piece, the Messiah complex, but then a bunch of other really strong songs. Um, they made a couple changes to who they worked with on the album. And Again, this was a band that went back and forth on whether to put this out in 2020, and they decided to. And so, um, yeah, I, I think Haken's turned into one of those bands that, you know, everything they put out is going to be worth it. And I'll probably end up supporting everything that they put out until they really put out a dud of an album, which I just don't see. It's a really nice album. And, and back to, again, I think, I think they got sloppy before they're really good when they're tight and focused because there's enough, I mean, it's very complex music, you know, complex time signatures, uh, a lot of things that, you know, are non-traditional to your ear. A lot of things that, you know, you have to, uh, in some cases kind of plow through to understand, but also when they keep things fairly simple, you know, and fairly tight, like they've done a lot, a lot before. I really think that's at their best. And, and in virus, I, I think they got back to, sort of basics a little bit more than they had on the previous record. A, a really interesting live band. I think in my opinion, not a great live band, um, but an incredible studio um, group with just some very complex, very intelligent things going on musically. I think that's all a perfect way to describe the opening track prosthetic. So go ahead and roll that one, Maestro. That's Haken right there for you. That's about as Haken as Haken gets. So, I think yeah. there's some really good vocal work on that entire album too. And that, that was a nice clip that kind of showcased, um, you know, obviously they're a, 
they're kind of a music band where the vocals kind of act as a instrument as much as they do anything else. But sometimes uh, the, the, the vocal work really shines on particular tracks. I think you picked a good one there in prosthetic where that really is showcased. And they did not name the album virus after the pandemic that was called virus before this was ever going to happen. The last one was called vector. So I, I'm sure the band gets sick of being asked, oh, you named an album virus in 2020. What's up with that? You know? So. Yeah. Let's give a reverse shout out, which means kind of a little bit of a like shame on you for any band who, uh, who themed their album titles or too many songs around either the pandemic or politics. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly, come on. Yeah, like, uh, you know, music's an escape. So come on. Exactly. Good call. Good call. <laughs> All right, T, what's fourth in your list? Nubs, there was a band who I mentioned before on a previous episode that put out its first record in 29 years. Do you happen to recall who this band is? 29 years? 29 years. Ooh. Um, I don't think so. 29 is a long time. You know, I always know. I always know when I'm talking during our episodes that you're not really paying attention. (laughs) Let's see. 29 is 1991. 1991. Who would have put out an album in 1991? Jeez. I don't know. Pearl Jam. That's a, in your mind, that was the last album. They haven't put out a good album in 29 (laughs) years. No, um, I am referring to the psychedelic furs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Of course, Mr. Richard Butler. And they put out their first record in 29 years called made of rain. So cool that they decided to do this. And it's a damn good album. One of my favorites from 2020. Here's a track uh, kind of toward the uh, sort of middle back half, uh, I guess, of the, uh, of the record called No One. So the, you know, unmistakable vocals, obviously, from Butler and, you know, some really cool things going on musically. Um, this is another track. Uh, this is the, the third cut from the record here, and this is called You'll Be Mine. some cool stuff there. So yeah, it's a, it's a really nice record. A lot of kind of different sounds, a a lot of sort of diverse, you know, beats and rhythms and those type of things. But again, just those vocals, I mean, whether it's love spit love or psychedelic furs, you know, Butler's vocals are just so good and so original and, and so uh, identifiable. And um, it was very cool for a band like that to come back after nearly three decades and put out some new music. So definite highlight for 2020 for me. 
All right, Nub. I believe that we've each gone through four, which means that the remaining record is our album of the year for 2020. So That's are you right. ready to reveal your album of the year for 2020? Ready for the big reveal, the big moment. What do we need? Drum, drum roll or something? Well, I have this feeling, and I don't know this for sure, but... And this hasn't happened very often at all. If you look at the last, we've been doing this for almost 30 years. I feel like maybe we picked the same thing. <laughs> oh, well, look, if, if there was ever going to be a year we did, it'd be this one. Okay, let's, let's count to three and say the band that we picked. Okay, that's okay. Because, I mean, maybe we did. I don't know. Maybe we did. I'll be shocked if this was in your top five. But are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. One, two. Three. Hum. Hum. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, go ahead. I, if we pick the same thing, why don't you go ahead and tee it up? Well, you mentioned the first, uh, first album in 29 years. Well, the, the last time Hum put out an album was the January of the year that you and I uh, both graduated from high school. And that was Downward is Heavenward. And this is Hum's first album in decades inlet it was kind of a surprise release the band has dabbled with some reunions of the last few years but it was a total surprise release yeah i don't think anybody knew until like three days before which made it so freaking cool when's the last time that's happened exactly it made it really really cool and the album is incredible It, it to me it sounds a lot like electra 2000 which is the band's first album just powerful huge guitars but these driving rhythms and then of course that sweet matt talbot vocal on top of all this noise and um it's the full original lineup you know tim lash is on guitar and it's it's the original lineup from you know the band's closest thing to mainstream success which was you know you'd prefer an astronaut and the song stars Eight tracks, uh, two LPs in it. It's it's just a monster, you know. It it's melodic, but it's really really heavy. And um, but again, there's a there's a sweetness to it as well. And it just sounds like everything you would want from Hum. And it was a it was a really nice thing to happen in 2020. You know, a band that you and I clearly both were very fond of back in the day and really forgot about for years because they were so inactive. You know, even the side projects that the guys were doing were really really nothing to right home about but and that certainly is it it's my album of the year 2020 what what, what how, tell me why you chose it for yours as well well you covered it nicely i mean i you, you know listen i typically um you know we have been we've been doing album of the year for almost three decades you know even when we, when we were teenagers we were doing it you know even back that far to this day you know i usually know upon first or maybe second spin that if it's not the album of the year it's going to be damn close and I knew upon first listen that Inlet was going to be my choice. I mean, it was just, it really, to your point, it really just hits you over the head. And, and it's just, it's just so good. It's so atmospheric. They were able to come back two decades later, you know, being who they are. You know, they're, they're not, it's not a modern sort of, you know, this is the new hum and to your point, new members and a refined sound. I mean, th- this is, this is hum. This is these guys doing what they do, but doing it in a way that's completely relevant and completely, uh, you know, of its time here in 2020. 
with this band, this nineties band still being what they are. And that's special. I don't think either you're not going to hear a lot of bands stay true to what they are these days because this layered festival rock type sound is what sells and what gets you on the circuit and all those type of things. Um, or they just can't pull it off anymore. They're not able, not able to compose being true to what they are and make it, make it relevant and make it sound in its day. And these guys did it. And uh, it's, you know, it's an easy choice. You know, the sizing down to a top five was kind of hard. Choosing Inlet by Hum was not hard for me. I picked two tracks to highlight it. You want to, you want to venture a guess as to what they are, you, you know, you, cause I don't know what, what track you had on deck. So you want to, maybe we matched on that too. <laughs> what, uh, what two would you guess? So I, I would put, I would bet my house that one of them is in the den. And well, you can, good news. You can keep your house. <laughs> okay, good. Cause how could one not choose that? And then, um, Gosh, probably something off the back half, maybe folding or shapeshifter. So I actually went with the track right after that. Uh, so in the Dennis track two, track three is Desert Rambler. So why don't we give you both of those? Here's, uh, here's the aforementioned, uh, just an absolutely outstanding track off this record, uh, In the Den. I remember when this, like when this song came on for the on first listen, it was just like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Like man. these guys are really, they're really going for it, aren't they? You know. And a lot of it was like, God, how did this band take twenty two years off and and be this good? You know, and and if only people maybe would have recognized their brilliance in their heyday, maybe they would have, you know, felt more supported about continuing on. I don't know. Hell, maybe they did like the the success they achieved. You never know what these guys are kind of mysterious, but yeah, there is something about this track that is so moving. It's kind of like we talked about on the October Rust, episode 25, October Rust, where there are a lot of people that were really anticipating that record and really, really love that record and love what the band did. And I think that's the same for these guys. There's a contingent for Hum, no question, out there. Um, and I've, I haven't heard anybody say anything about this record other than that. It's completely outstanding and, and completely true to what they are. Here's the other track that we, uh, that we are going to highlight here. Track three, Desert Rambler. like what like 45 50 year old dudes i mean just it's just so cool it is and i you know it's just not a surprise that you and i both chose this i mean it's that good 
And if anyone doesn't believe us, go order a copy. And if you hate it, we'll reimburse you. <laughs> well, you can do that. I'm not, I'm not putting a dime toward that. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know how to get it to you anyway. I'd, I'd put it in the snail mail. Maybe it'll get there. Maybe it won't. I'll use Bitcoin. Yeah. You see, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Nubs, before we wrap, uh, any, any highlights or good memories or thoughts from uh, obviously 2020 was our first year doing this and we got 26, technically 25, but New Year's Day, we, we put out the King Crimson uh, episode. So I suppose 26 uh, episodes prior to this one. Uh, as we wrap up, any, uh, any thoughts, any favorites, any uh, uh, memories or stuff that you thought was particularly cool or memorable? I mean, I have to say what was particularly cool was you calling me up one day and saying, hey, dude, do you want to do a podcast? I mean, this really was so much of your brainchild in terms of doing something where we recognize the album and we have a chance to, to talk and hang. You know, it's been a great hang just for us. You know, we haven't been able to see it yeah. much over 2020, which for people, for twin brothers, that's like not easy. And so, yeah. Um, so really just thinking about that initial conversation and the simplicity behind the whole idea was really cool. But, you know, I think obviously the Rupert Holmes thing was really cool. You know, that was, that was pretty neat. It was, you know, not only just having him join, but just how great of a guy he was, you know, he's just so fun to talk to and yeah. such a good sense of humor. Well, I got to say, I may have thought of the the podcast concept. But when I realized that we were really doing this was when you came to me and said, I think I've got a theme song for this. And all of a sudden I hear to tweet. I mean, for those of you that don't know, that's, that's nubs on lead vocals, uh, fake drums, whatever the hell all big, big fake bass, you know, he, he, he uh, wrote, recorded, performed, you know, that, uh, that, that, wonderful theme song that i know has really swept the nation it's in everybody's heads all the time and uh that's when i really knew i was like wow i think we're really doing this when you were able to produce such a classic theme song it is available for use published through anderzek music for anybody <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna start selling it for, for uh, 25 cents a download yeah. you should have seen me like in my bed i forgot what what month that was but it was right in the heart of the pandemic and uh with my computer and microphone, just feverishly with, you know, my brain leaking out of my ears, figure out how am I going to get this like to sound the way it sounds in my head? But yeah, you know, you know, our theme song is a, it's an important part of the show. Well, you did. I mean, I think it's clocking in at about nine seconds. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not sure what, what, you know, what commerce you could produce from uh, making it available, but you know, something you might want to think about. I think I could sell that melody to, you know, I mean, think about, you know, McDonald's or something. McDonald's. Buy a burger, dun, dun, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. back with the McRib, yeah, chicken McNuggets. You know, I mean, it's it's a timeless melody for sure. Yeah, there you could know. be something there. Well, you know, I I really enjoyed. Uh, uh, I mean, I really enjoyed talking about Toto and you know um, a couple that you sort of you know brought to the table, talking about you know some unique stuff like Slipknot and. Um, you know, the Styx record and uh, the 311 Blue album and, and Tubular Bells, you know, something that I really hadn't dug into yet. I mean, it certainly helped me get into a few things. It was kind of cool when we um, we had something locked and loaded and then Eddie Van Halen passed away and we were essentially on a dime able to 
you know, come out and do an episode on 5150, which I think we actually recorded like the day after, maybe two days after, you know, he passed away. So kind of a fun way to pay some tribute to him there. Yeah. And to, to put everything together as spontaneously as we do is always part of the fun. I mean, we, we joke around about it, but you know, we, we don't spend a lot of time in preparation for this. We don't do dress rehearsals and long planning conversations. So I, I think, you know, hearing you sing a few of the karaoke tracks that we've done was certainly a highlight to you. I would say well, we did some good singing. I think we did some good singing. Yeah, There's no question yeah. about that. And, and some really bad singing. Yeah, right. Yes, yes, exactly. But, uh, exactly. Well, listen, buddy, here's to, uh, you know, t- 25 more. And, you know, we're off and running here with, uh, other than I, I guess the one we uh, deployed on New Year's Day with our first official touch with you, the audience here in uh, in 2021. So, hey, looking forward to it. And I guess we'll we'll see you in a week here for episode, uh, I guess it'll be 28? 27, I think. Well, this is 27, I think, isn't it? Are we counting this in the numbers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we did special episode edition. zero. Special edition. Why don't we call this one episode 0.1? <laughs> I say we just go with 27. I don't, I don't think we're... Deal. Okay. I don't think we're smart enough to get nonlinear with this one. Sounds great. Let's do it. All right. Good and deal. you've just heard how we make policy here at Two Twins in an Album. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very bureaucratic process, isn't it? Nubs, anything before we wrap? No, nah, just everyone, you know, I think it's important in 2021 if your favorite band or a band you like is putting out an album or if they, if we're finally able to get live music going again, go support them. You know, go to your local venues and see bands and buy albums and, um, do what you can to support musicians. I think it's it's really important to think about all the working musicians out there that have been stripped of virtually a year of income and being able to work. And so th- that'd be one important message, I think, is even if it's just something you fringe like, support it, do whatever you can. You know, buy a concert ticket, buy an album, do whatever you can. Just support our musicians. Uh, they're in a time of real need, and it's super important to do that right now. Couldn't agree with you more, Nub. Great point there to wrap it up. Hey, enjoyed our special episode year of 2020 in review and album of the year 2020. We'll see you next week for episode 28. Sayonara. See ya.